on maynard.com.au. AU! The I Dream of Genie thing. Yeah. I'm just sitting around here humming the I Dream of Genie theme, which will become apparent why we're doing that as we go along here. I'm with Mark Dynamics. How are you? I'm very well, man. I'm great to meet you after all these years. He's got a night coming up, which is going to cover the years 88 to 92, which is also the Maynard Triple J Breakfast Show years, pretty much, as well. I mean, there's so much great music around that time. It was kind of our dance roots, you yeah. know, for a lot of us. Dance certainly had the upper hand at the time because it was well-produced and really great, deeply black-sounding music. I think when the sampler became something that was affordable, things changed, but production values went up, and suddenly everyone could make this music, and there was massive service of this sort of music. But then you could have a limited sample sound, couldn't you? You couldn't take it for too well, long. This is right. I remember when I was a kid, I mean, eight years old, we're going back to 1984, there was sampling, but it was only on these tiny, tiny little Casio keyboards. Yes, yes. Little tiny things. I remember going into the shops and playing around this, recording like a second and a half of audio, and then going, hello, 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 yeah, hello, like that. It was incredibly yeah. interesting back then. The night's called Jack the House, and it's going to be at the Sly Fox on the 13th of November. It's a Friday night. And look, it's only 10 bucks. 10 bucks on the door, 15 after 1am, and you go from 9pm till sunrise, which is what we used to do at the Horden, and you're basically harking back to the Horden Pavilion dance party days. That's right. Going to sunrise, I mean, that's how it used to be, and we've got no lockouts at the uh, at the Sly Fox, which is really great. Cool. It's outside the lockout zone. DJs on the night. Paul Holden, who used yes. to be there at the Horden, of course. Now, there's a guy who would remember to bring his sunglasses to the gig. <laughs> Every time. I mean, you used to always have the morning sets. Oh, yeah. And it used to go off. I mean, all of his parties, like Bacchanalia, and also used to play at the rap parties with Jack Vigeon, of course, as well. Which ones did you play at the time? Where were you mainly playing around the place? Uh, I'll be completely honest here. I actually didn't start DJing out until about 1993. But I was already playing this sort of music in 1990 on 2RDJ FM, which is a community station out of Burwood. Yeah. I had a show on there. It went really well on Tuesday nights. And yeah, I used to play all of this music. I was about 15 years old then, so I wasn't able to get into clubs. But I do remember in 1991, Connections Nightclub at Penrith, and you used to be able to get in there with a wristband at 16. Wow. Couldn't buy alcohol, but you get your friends wow. to buy it anyway oh, okay. for you. That old trick. So I used to get in there, and I remember going in there and listening to EMF Unbelievable. You're unbelievable. <laughs> when the Stock Aiken and Waterman thing was at its height as well, but you won't be playing too much, although I see the KLF are down there. Well, KLF, KLF are going to rock you. They made some really deeply chilled mixes of stuff, didn't they? They did. They had their chill-out album as well as the White Room, which is more commercial. I'm definitely playing What Time Is Love on the night. I mean, it is a classic. Let me ask you a question. What time is love? They were one of the few bands that had a manifesto. There was a guy who was in the KLF who wrote this little pamphlet about how to get a pop single to number one. It was a best-selling book, actually. It was, yeah, how to make a number one. And, of course, the KLF, they made so much money but really rebelled against the music industry and ended up burning a million pounds. They really were just completely out there. They made some great music back in the day and then kind of disappeared into production land. In terms of the more commercial side of things, of course, The Shaman. Yes. The Shaman, their boss drum album, had Ebenezer Good and Love, mm. Sex, Intelligence. Ebenezer Good, 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 Eb
never know. We might have some inner city and technotronic in there as well. And because, you know, the people that are getting getting on a bit that used to like this music, so obviously you're going to be hoping, you know, the younger people will come along there. How do you introduce this music to people that don't connect it to the kind of parties that it was played at? That's a good question. I think about the genres that we're playing, Hip House, Chicago and Acid. If you look at the music today, there's a lot of this influence in house and rap culture today. I mean, you get a lot of pop music that really is house, but with rap influence. I kind of feel like Hip House has kind of come back. It's just morphed into something much more well-produced. Yeah, now could you explain to the listener the whole cult of EDM, electronic dance music, which I don't even like that phrase because it's such a, it lumps everything in together and it makes everything a little bit homogenous to me. Look, I'm not a fan of EDM, but it's, EDM is just basically what we were doing before the term EDM came on. It's just the Americans took the phrase, ran with it, started a whole new festival scene there, which was obviously mm. a big money spinner. Every generation doesn't want to do what their parents did, That's you true. know? Yep. And I think the new generation of, of kids going out today, I'm talking to the 18, 20, 25, I guess, they wanted to phrase it as something their own. Mm. Even though really it's the same thing that was happening before. I had an intro for you there, Mark Dynamics. The, the actual, the intro went something like, here's a man that knows he's Sabrina Johnson from his Rosala, <laughs> he's Colette from his Betty Boo, he's wee popper girl rappers from his MC Light. <laughs> I was looking at YouTube yesterday and looking at a Colette clip, All I Want to Do is Dance, live on Countdown, because someone said to me, I wonder if there's going to be any bike pants there on Facebook. Well, well that was when she had the white fringed hot pants for that one. And the rain is coming down here in Glebe Point Road. We're here at the Bad Manners Cafe and we're just about three centimetres away from yeah. an ocean, aren't we? The heavens have opened. They, yeah. they definitely have. Of course, in 1988, the number one, there's things like Simply Irresistible were around. In 1989, you had yeah. like a prayer, Madonna, You've Got the Look rock set. These are songs you won't be playing. 1990, <laughs> of course. Now, MC Hammer, you can't uh, touch this. Will that be done? Will you be wearing the harem pants? <laughs> no, I won't. I may break out a few dance moves on the night. When you look at the 1990 number one singles here, in Australia, you know, MC Hammer, of course you had Millie Manili, Girl, I'm Gonna Miss Millie You, Millie. Opposite to Track, Paula Abdul, mm -hmm. Vogue, Madonna, and, the, and Shep Pettibone did some good remixes of that. Well, that, that was the album Madonna worked with Shep. The whole album, I think it was the Erotica album, had Deeper and Deeper, which was such a great song. Vogue was the one that took all the kudos. Oh no, everyone's, and we'd be playing the Lambada by Kaomo. Uh, absolutely not. Right on time by Black Box, of course. Well, there definitely will be some Black Box somewhere in the night. Bust a move, young MC. Come on, fat soul, and just bust a move. A great track that is. Now the first two hours, 9 to 11, we've got a surprise DJ who's oh. not listed here Ooh. and he's going to be playing hip hop from the late 80s and early 90s. So things like um, Young MC, A Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, they will be played in the first two hours for warm up and then we're going to get into the shenanigans with Paul Holden, John Ferris and myself. And will you be using the vinyl? Have you oh, got yeah. the old vinyl? Absolutely. Vinyl wow. definitely, yeah. We'll wow. be ripping it out. How do you know it's not scratched? 
because I've been listening to it all week. <laughs> There's a great sound system at the Sly Fox. It's a Function One sound system. They've got decks set up there permanently. Vinyl's coming back. And just a reminder for the people that are used to the internet age, as a DJ, you had to get your ass out of the house. You had to go to your central station records or your local import shop. Everyone would argue over who got the first stuff out of the crates, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, many a time, my knees were very sore when I went to central station records. And that wasn't from begging or doing anything like that. That was actually from having to get down on your knees. New records were laid out on the yeah. floor. I remember Joe and Morgan at Central Station yeah. used to lay them out on the floor and, and you have to and, go and through and them. Pee Wee Ferris, he always get in there. Pee Wee always, well, he was in there. When I was a young budding DJ back in the early 90s, I remember seeing Pee Wee in Central Station going up to him very nervously saying, mate, can you tell me which good records to buy? This is about 1990, and he was uh, a gentleman, and he still is, of course. Back then, I was doing the Mad Club, so I was mainly doing the retro tip, and I played many Horton Pavilions with the Mad Club. Sadly, no footage of it. I mean, every bugger didn't have a camera, which is a good thing, and there's no footage of the Mad Club on the Horton at all. There might be a photo or two, but there's no actual video footage. I did a, a special on the Horton Pavilion, which you might have seen online. Yes, yes I have seen this, and this one's been uh, getting a bit of circulation on YouTube lately. Yeah, because that Charles Amston did a special at the time and one of the few camera crews that went there and actually filmed people and we filmed people off their bean and you, <laughs> you can tell that the MDMA at the time was of a quality. This video is still up there. I think all you have to do is search for Maynard and Horden and yeah. it will come up in, in the results. Watching it back, parents who saw that would have been completely oblivious to what was going on mm. but we all know. You eat them, it would come on like you were being hit in the back of the head with a very large velvet baseball bat. <laughs> Smooth. Very smooth. You tell kids today what you get away with and they would not believe you. Yes. No drug dogs, no police turning up, no one being really suspicious. 10,000 people every weekend for close on four years until mm. someone went, hey, come on. And there were multiple parties every weekend. It wasn't just like one choice. Mm. If you wanted to go out and see a rave music, go to a rave and hear rave music, there were two or three parties going on, yeah. uh, events and clubs as well. And then, of course, you had the retro thing, which was separate. And then the house thing, which was separate again in the club. At the Mad Club, we'd have 700 people there on a Monday night. Yeah. You'd have trouble getting 700 people on a Saturday night to many places now. I think we can get back there in Sydney. We just have to do one thing first, and that's change these lockout laws, which are just killing industry, killing hospitality, killing so many industries, taxis, uh, yeah. DJs, musicians, and I just don't understand it. People did stupid things there. People were punched back then. Yeah, things yeah. went on like that. One of the unfortunate side products of having a nightlife, and it's horrible and it's tragic, and I'm not saying it's right, but there's down downsides to everything. It's the way to fix it, to kill the nighttime economy in Sydney, you know? And it's, it's so unfair because Melbourne has such a vibrant nighttime economy. Do we really want to go down that path where we're all in bed at 1.30? It's just unfair. As a DJ and having seen a vibrant culture like that, to mm. see King's Cross empty on a Saturday night now. <laughs> the, the window and stuff. And sort of it is an apocalypse out here on the street. With Bad Manners Cafe, of course, which is the corner of Glee Point Road and Francis Street. We're directly opposite Neville at the record crate. People are sheltering from the storm. Your motorbike's probably got washed away. Uh, there's newspapers and umbrellas flying past us at uh, hurdling knots. I'm just putting putting my glasses on just to be safe. I'm wearing my safety goggles. It's like being in the mad club here. Everything's 
for getting thrown at us. You were telling me there about uh, the Mad Club and, and what used to happen back there. Yeah, it was basically a, a food fight where occasionally some retro music would break out. That's what would happen there. And uh, I recommend people go along to the Maynard YouTube channel. We do have some video footage of the Mad Club, me getting hosed off. So it would finish with me doing a weird strip with a watermelon on my head to New York, New York, being hosed off stage with a high pressure hose. Ouch! Pretty wild thing. Occasionally they'd wrap me up in carpet, we'd set fire to the floor, we'd put boxes on our heads and set them on fire. And this really did happen, and you can catch that on the Maynard YouTube channel. It's real. You couldn't get away with this these days. No, no. Um, um, everyone would be very indignant. Everyone would be yes. ready to go, that's crap. And the video footage would be on YouTube in seconds. Authorities mm. would see it, and that would be the end of it. So, so have I inspired you to play any songs you hadn't thought of? Because there's so many rave retro parties on, I'm trying oh, to yes. stay away from the rave. And I, I guess Rosala sort of gets more into the rave sort of things. Okay, what it's about that? Heat it up, we pop a girl rapper. It's like that. Absolutely, that's, that's definitely like that. Yeah, yeah. Rock yeah. the house from uh, Beatmasters. Yeah. Yeah. And we noticed that we'd forgotten that back in the day, Bat Dance by Prince actually charted. It was number one in this country. It was. I mean, it was a big single here, but you never hear it anymore, do you? No, because well, it's not all that really tuneful. I mean, it was mainly because yeah. the Prince name and the Batman movie carried it across the line. <laughs> There was bat parties. I remember the Batmobile turned up at one party at the Horden. It was just basically a guy dressed as Batman with the Batmobile from the 1988 movie. And, well, and everyone, oh, that's nice. And everyone went back to dancing. Of course, there was a website you got set up for this so we can go and have a look at this. There is indeed www.jackthehouse.com.au. Jackthehouse.com.au. It's up there now. You can get tickets through there as well. We're doing it really cheaply, $10 as well. I'll be along on the night there. Do you think this will bring some of the people that haven't gone out for a while out of the woodwork? I'm hoping it will. And from the response we've got on Facebook so far, it's been ginormous. It's the Sly Fox Hotel, which is across the road from the Enmore Theatre towards Enmore, a bit more there. It starts from 9 o'clock. You can come at midnight like you used to back in the day, or you can come early, you know, because we all know you're a bit older there. And it's just going to be a very interesting night. And for that price, it's worth it. For us to go out on, if we're going to go out on one full track, 7-inch radio edit, what has it got to be? Mark Dynamix, the man oh. who's bringing you the big night. Jack the House. You're staking your reputation on this. Okay. And you know DJs can get a bit shitty if it's not a good track. Okay, I reckon it would have to be one of the pioneer house tracks that really made it big in the pop scene as well. And that would be Steve Sork Hurley's Jack Your Body. Jack, 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 Jack <laughs> Your Body. And you can actually hear the keyboard being pressed on that. Jack, Jack. Very tight gate, you would not get away with that crappy level of sampling <laughs> now, would you? I don't think so, not now. Jack your body, Jack your jacksy. Jack the house, 30th November.